Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast. Through questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. Welcome, Tend Her Wild listeners. Today, we are excited to have a guest from across the globe, Kylie Patchett. Kylie, welcome today. Thank you so much. I am having a surreal moment because I'm so used to listening to your podcast and now I'm inside your podcast. So yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, we are thrilled. Um, We're going to tell our listeners a little bit about Kylie. Kylie is a transformational coach. She's the founder of Radiance Revolution and the host of the Wild and Finally Fucking Free podcast show, <laughs> which, which we, we love. That name. We're going to talk it. about that. We, we love it. <laughs> she specializes in guiding women through the rite of passage, that is perimenopause, by rewriting old unhelpful stories, reclaiming their desires, and loving themselves back to life to create what she likes to call their version of midlife metamorphosis. Kylie grew up as a good girl, conditioned, binge eating disorder, uh, the daughter of an alcoholic, uh, mentally ill mother and has transformed childhood trauma. She's has a deeply ingrained scarcity mindset that she's turned into living her best simple and spacious life in country Queensland, Australia with her teen daughters. And I love this fiery husband. So you have to tell us about him. She's also a forensic, <laughs> forensic biologist. Kylie has spent the past 25 years coaching and leading in the scientific health and well-being fields. She's a two-time best-selling author, a certified holistic health coach, a practitioner in Hatha Yoga and Yoga for Strategies for Menopause, and is now combining her life experience and qualifications into providing a mind, body, breath, healing haven for her clients. So we are thrilled to have you and feel this great synergy with the work you're doing across the Thank globe you. and love that global connection to these conversations. It's, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> so Kylie. It's, it's funny when you read, like someone else reads your bio back and you think, oh, I've done all of that. I'm just me. Yes. Yes. So, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Well, and I love before we started, you kind of joked, we're all kind of leading these parallel lives, but I yep. think it's really true. And so there's this power and you started this and actually you already know what our first question is. We talked about this, but before I that, do. we want to, we want to just say, you know, we do feel like you're creating this community in Australia of women talking about the midlife passage and, you know, really stepping into their authentic nature. And you started your podcast about six months ago. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And we start our uh, actually only in October. Only so, in October. Yeah. Okay. It's only little, yeah. It's baby great. podcast. <laughs> and we started ours about a year ago, but it's like we're talking about the same things. Mm-hmm. We're interviewing similar types of women. Like, how does this happen? <laughs> I you mean, of course, what? but I'm I curious. A, I, yeah, I'd lo- love to hear what you think. Yeah. yeah, I actually have a really strange story about, and I'd forgotten it until you started talking, about finding your podcast because I was saying to my husband, it's like this middle of our lives is about re 
mothering ourselves if we need it and learning how to be a woman in a completely different way, free of the conditions and the stories and the labels and all of those things in our earlier years. And I'm like, I wake up one morning, I was like, we need to tend her like exactly how you write. And so I Google tend her because I'm like, I'm going to start something called tend her. And then I'm like, oh my God. And um, we were on holidays at the beach. And so I was walking every day. And so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to binge listen (laughs) to to your podcast. And I'm just like, you can't make that stuff up. Like there's something in the ether, right? That's saying, come on, women, rise, 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 or heal and rise and um, come home to yourselves. Like, yeah, I do feel. And find each other, right? Like it's like, we're all like, oh, find each other. Like you found us across the globe and and the power that we can all support each other and connect with each other. That's a beautiful story. Isn't it? Yeah. So cool. It's like, what? Someone's done it already. And then I listen to you guys. I'm like, oh, sisters. Yeah, we're Yes. It feels <laughs> that way. It does. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Felt the same way. So good. So tell us, we love to start with that first question and it seems mm-hmm. to be the basis. And every time we ask it, we're always kind of blown away by how it draws us into the truth of someone's essence and mm. why they are, why, who they are, how it evolved them. So tell yeah. us about those first 10 years in Australia. Oh, Okay, so as I shared before we started recording, this is the first time I've said some of this out loud. I've been doing my own unwinding work with a beautiful, gentle narrative psychologist who also is, you know, very somatically trauma in, you know, a beautiful human being that's not only the mind person but the body person. And I'm like, again, parallel lives. (laughs) And um, one of the things that I've only just put words to is that I grew up with an alcoholic mother. So I didn't ever, I didn't ever identify that as a kid. And I've just gone through the last six months of my beautiful stepdad, um, having a dementia diagnosis and me needing to put him into aged care. And one of the things that that brought to the surface was that I have spent my entire life looking after my mum. And so when her husband got sick, by definition, (laughs) the invitation or the space or the expectation, expectation is the best word, was that I would also look after him because mum is unable. Anyway, I was talking to my beautiful therapist the other day and I was saying, you know, mum's back to drinking two bottles of wine at night and she's like, hang on a minute, can we go back to that? (laughs) And then she, she has that lovely way about her as all good therapists and gentle light workers have of just saying, have you ever considered that maybe she might be alcoholic? And I'm like, Oh no, no. So my automatic response is to protect her, mm-hmm. right. which is, you know, like all good codependent people, mm-hmm. <laughs> good girl yeah. conditions. Yes. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I've actually just put words to that. Um, I grew up um, an only child. So my dad was 55 when I was born. He'd been married before and his wife sadly had um, passed away of cancer when they were trying to conceive children. Big, family-loving, beautiful um, Irish man. Uh, He was the oldest son of nine Irish Catholic kids. Wow, wow, big fan. And born in 1920, so deep in the Depression. So that came with all sorts of things, which we'll probably get to later. But um, he was 
ah, gentle and fun loving and had this real spirit of, he was so vital. Like even he died at 91. He was so vital. He was still walking a kilometer a day. He was still driving my kids around. He was still, you Mm -hmm. know, like just an amazing man and was my best friend, my strongest advocate. Oh, could make myself cry. (laughs) Go for it. Um, the rock person for me. Yeah. And then, (laughs) and then I had, um, a mum who has had really, really significant mental health issues for her entire life. Um, and was suicidal for most of my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I remember not very many things about living in her house after my mum and dad broke up, but, um, the things that I do remember include, you know, calling ambulances and having to have conversations that no eight, nine, 10 year old should ever have to make about her mum and her ability to, um, cope with the world. (laughs) Um, in between. So my mum is, um, now with the hind, like not the hindsight, the gift of being middle-aged and being able to have done my own healing enough that I can hold her with deep compassion and see where all of her wounding came from and the generations and generations of trauma, trauma. Yeah. And just trauma and this horrible disconnection from self. And so of course, like trauma is the gateway to addiction as we all know. Um, so yeah, where she, I can appreciate where she came from, but it doesn't make up for what I didn't receive. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, and something that I notice in my clients as well is I pushed this stuff down for so many years. And I was, you know, the busy, the achiever, the perfectionist, the busy, busy person. I was taking care of everybody else, you know, doing the mum thing and all of those things, um, had crazy corporate career. And I now realize that I was absolutely terrified of actually allowing myself the space to feel anything. Wow. You know, I can see that. Um, and I think the gift of perimenopause is you can't get away with it anymore because I don't physically have, I don't physically have the, actually not physical. It's the emotional bandwidth. I've got less tolerance for bullshit. Like I just don't, I'm not like, no, stop right there. (laughs) Don't even go any further. So cleaner and clearer boundaries, but also there's this beauty in perimenopause where, or for myself, speaking of my own experience, I just don't have the energy to keep up appearances anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like I am so spiritually exhausted (laughs) by trying to carry all this in a basket around. Uh And I'm like, and that's where the name of the podcast came from. I, I, Sat on a beach in Sydney. Um, I was still in a corporate job until October last year. And so I, there's another story behind that. But anyway, I'd been in entrepreneurship, gone back to corporate. And then I was sitting on a beach in Sydney, feeling completely just so out of alignment in my life, exhausted and burnt out and really bitchy and mood swings and, you know, all the things that, yes, you can get from perimenopause, but are exacerbated when you're completely out of alignment, right? So, you know, Um, yeah, and I sat on a beach and I was like, okay, what do I actually, how do I actually want to feel? And I've got the journal somewhere here, but I I had a little Mm -hmm. pink journal with me that my friend had given me. 
And I wrote at the top of the page, wild and finally fucking free. And then I wrote everything that was still attached to me that was not my true self. And I was like, right, well, you're 47 and a half. It's time to pee or get off the pot. The moment on the beach was 47 and a half. Yeah, so that was um, September last year. That was sort of the the time you created some space to actually feel everything that you had been so busy doing and didn't have the space to actually feel. And what came forward is I want to be wild and fucking free, which I think that's kind of the anthem. I mean, that's what I feel at 47 and a half is like, yeah, yeah, it's interesting because when I set intention for my yoga practice, I just always open like, what's my intention? And it's always freedom. Like for years, it's been freedom and I've never fully fathomed it. So to hear another sister be like, that's what I'm asking for is freedom is, is very powerful to hear. Yeah. And Kylie, I resonate resonate so much with obviously as someone who just quit their corporate job, um, there is such a, you are holding so much for so many, um, and the being out of alignment, but there's also just this moment of if I don't do this now, exactly, I'm never going to do it. And and exactly. you almost have to reach the tipping point, I think, or so many women do. We call it burnout. We can call it a million things, but enough is enough kind of moment yeah. that Absolutely. Is, is what kind of finally pushes you forward. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I kudos to you for, for making the leap, <laughs> taking the leap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I came back from that trip and I said to my husband, like I hadn't been, I'm not, I am a hopeless employee. I hate being told what to do. I hate being, um, anchored to a nine to five. I hate, like I live in the country. It's 45 minutes, which I know is not a big commute for people in cities, but to me driving on the highway for 45 minutes next to road trains, not my cup of tea. <laughs> and I'm like, why do I have to do all of those things? Why do, why, why do I have to do that in exchange for you to pay me some money, which then is not compensating me for this precious resource of love and energy and attention that I'm giving to you. <laughs> like, you know, it just didn't feel. And I, so I came back to my husband and I said, we call each other pet. And I'm like, pet, I don't think I can do this anymore. I really don't think I can do this anymore. And he basically turned around and said, yeah, no shit. Hurry up. <laughs> I was like, I'm always the last to know. Yes. I had this, a similar experience actually with my husband. He's like, yeah, Yeah. you've been ready for a while. It's like he could see it before I was willing to say it out loud. Yeah. But don't you think, told me, yeah, that would have been that. Yeah. Don't you think it is as women though, we're conditioned to, and this is, I think the purpose of your podcast. And I want to know more about Mm -hmm. what you've learned by interviewing all these amazing women is that we're all conditioned to be taking care of everyone else and figure out everyone else's needs. So who has time to figure out what you want? Absolutely. I mean, of course we don't know. We, we've, we're conditioned to believe that that's not important. We also have all these stories about how good we're allowed to feel. And if we're listening to the story that says a good mother, and I'm doing the air quotes, a good mother, a good girl, a good corporate person, a good fill in the blank here, operates and does X, Y, Z. Sometimes those stories are so strong for us that we don't, we can't even see outside of it. And that to me is the freedom. It's like, I fuck that. Yeah. Sorry. I'm assuming that we can swear yeah. because yeah, you swear before I did. Please <laughs> swear. Yeah. <laughs> it's required. Part of the authenticity anyway, that we're uh, yeah. trying to engender here. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. So all these women, I had so much fun looking at your list of women and being like, oh, she's found these Australian w- women to talk about eating disorders and perfectionism and all these things yes. we're talking about. So what have you learned by sitting with these women and hearing their mm-hmm. stories? And I mean, Kate and I walk away from our interviews always like, wow, that really shifted me. That really mm-hmm. changed me. So I want to know from you, yeah. what's it been like to sit with so many wise women um, and what have you taken from that? Oh, so many things. I feel the same. Every time, every time I finish an interview, I sit in such deep gratitude because so many times when I'm interviewing, that person is saying exactly what I need to hear. And I hear the same thing from our listeners that that just it was a different perspective. I call them chiropractic adjustments of the soul. Like something just goes, click, click, <laughs> you know, like when you get your neck adjusted and you're yeah. like, Oh, that feels better. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I think for me, it's the, the common themes are the disconnection from our true desires and not giving ourselves time to feel into what it is that we actually want in life. So that, you know, that automatic pilot thing, I think trauma comes up a lot. Um, so, you know, as we know, formation of all of our, you know, beliefs about ourselves and, and the world, um, if there's any interruptions in that or any, you know, major needs not being met, et cetera, and the way that that can change particularly our capacity to receive and feel good and worthy and important um, and like we belong. And then also this overriding, I feel like there's this calling that comes and knocking if it hasn't already by this age. And you know, it's whispering, tap, 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 and then it gets louder. And then if you're not listening, it's like, you know, it grabs you by the shoulders and screams in your face. Um, Because I really, really, truly believe that all of us have I like to think of us being up in the stars before we decide to come down here for a human experience. And we, it's like, we're, you know, the big wardrobe of I don't know clothes, but it's like life purpose wardrobe. And we're like, rough, you know, yeah. Oh yes, this one sounds good. And we also then are accepting all of the challenges and connections and potentially trauma, like anything that it's requiring us to actually deliver that purpose to the world. And when you were saying before about, you know, we're on opposite sides of the world doing the same thing, but I really, really strongly believe that there's this beautiful matrix that is made up by everybody delivering their gifts to the world. And I think the older we get, the more we realize that exactly what we were just saying, Kate, that now's the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now's the time. I can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. And that's yeah, that metamorphosis beauty. that you talk about. Yeah, this absolutely um, messy middle, which is where the creativity and the suddenly mm-hmm. you tap into things that for the first half of your life they were so yeah. buried. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. But don't you think, Kylie, absolutely. that because you bring up trauma, I, I mm-hmm. don't think I've yet met a middle aged woman who doesn't have her own story of trauma, whether it happened yeah. early on or it happened in her marriage or yes. it happened in a job situation. Yeah, and it, yeah. it seems to me that it is the trauma that cracks us to be able yes. to cut through the ego and cut through the persona and cut through the roles and cut through the bullshit and cut yes. through the people pleasing and the perfectionism to be like, ah, I can't do this anymore. And it sounds like yeah, that's absolutely. your story. And that's the yeah. story of all these women this, that you're talking to. 
Yeah, so much power in pain. And that's what I will always say to a client if they've, you know, if they're coming to me in that, yeah, the state where you just can't see out of it. Like you're deep in the gooey genetic soup in the chrysalis stage and you don't know who you are and you don't know what you want. And I'm just like, it's all for a purpose. There is so much power. Right now you're alchemizing pain into power and there's Mm. a beauty in that and you can't rush it. Nope. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. And I had my own moment of this. I had a really, um, perimenopause for me has been pretty, pretty okay so far. But one of the things that I have experienced is just really, really flat mood just before my bleed. And Monday was my birthday. And my fiery husband is actually metaphorically and literally, so he's a firefighter, but he's also oh my fiery, God. <laughs> which is why I say fiery. Love that. <laughs> um, excuse me. And we're in country Queensland and we've got a lot of wildfires happening at the moment. And mm-hmm. he got a call at one o'clock on my birthday morning and he responded. It was two hours away. Um, my 17-year-old daughter now is also a volunteer firefighter, so she also went. And so I ended up spending my birthday by myself, um, which was not the plan, (laughs) but, um, I had this, uh, awful, awful, but beautiful, um, day of beside myself crying and the story that was coming to the surface and, you know, emotions rise to pass. And unfortunately they rise and we shove them down, um, about being unimportant. Now that's not what was happening. It's fire season. I'm married to a firefighter. Like this is what happens. (laughs) You know that this is, you know, part and parcel of that. Um, But yeah, it just triggered and old and, you know, I dug underneath it, of course, or not even dug underneath it. What's here for me? Mm. Where's this pain sitting in my body? How can I be the most present and honor it and not push to the other side? Because I would always have done that as a younger person. Oh, this feels bad. Oh, distract myself quickly. No, I'm out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And my, you know, my drug of choice has always been food. So that's why I say, you know, the binge eating, good girl conditioned daughter of an alcoholic, because that's definitely been my truth early in my life. Um, but instead I just sat and I cried and I moved on my yoga mat. And cause I always feel the most like myself when I'm on my mat. And, um, yeah, and eventually it passed and it was, yeah, it was funky. Like that was, that was, that was a lot of pain. Cause there's a lot of stories about your birthday shit. It's your day and celebrate and be in joy. And so how ironic Mm. that like this deep pain surfaced for you, but also it as a gift. Perfect. Cause you stayed with it and then it moved through and you did it different. Because I'm like pushing it down's never worked. Pushing it down just means I've got a lot of pain under the surface as a 40-year-old. Um, and maybe that's the design of life. What do you think I think it that? is. Maybe I absolutely yeah. think that when yeah. our, we're in our 20s and 30s, we do need to push it away because we have other stuff. Yeah. We have to build a career and raise yeah. a family. And then once we <laughs> reach 47, 48, it's like, okay, there's more time and space. And so now yes. is the time to dig in and yeah. deal yeah. with the shit that we <laughs> repressed yeah. for 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that, it felt... Um, it felt like it, 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 it went on for a couple of days, but the main day was my birthday. But I also was, um, I found myself just perfectly perfect. I've got a beautiful friend, Emma Gray, who's an author. I just interviewed her on my show and she tragically lost her husband suddenly, um, of a heart attack. And when, you know, they've got, they've got one child together, but five children all together. Oh. And that was six, 
no, seven years ago. And she's just written her first, so she's a prolific writer, but she's just written her first book um, for adults. So everything else she's done is young adults and she's um, written screenplays and amazing. Anyway, she wrote this book. It's a fiction book, but it actually has her story, her and Jeff's story, which is this most beautiful love story, threaded through it. And because I know her, I knew the bits of the story that were real. So isn't that the perfect thing to just be like, <laughs> so, so then the day after my birthday, Shane's still at the fire and I'm in bed, reading my eyes out reading the book. book. Oh. Yeah. Because it, it, the story is about loving and loss and grief. And I really, really miss my dad at the moment. Like he's been gone 11 years, but for some reason that's also really intense for me. And I'm just like, it's all perfectly perfect. Just sit yeah. here. Yeah. You don't have to be anywhere. You don't have to you know, do anything different to what is right here in this moment instead of being 50 moments ahead, which is you know, right. <laughs> what I always have done. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's a very different way of living. That's for sure. Yeah. That's such a beautiful mm. message for where you are in life and, and for all of us that holding the light in the dark and being okay with both. Um, yeah. when you, when you start Absolutely. to move through life that way, um, and yeah. not run from the dark Yes. There's so much knowledge and power in that. That is, oh, so it really much. is what opens the next door and yeah. what's around the corner. It allows you to be ready for what's next because you're absolutely. Yeah. I even feel like, um, you know, the thermoregulation stuff, I just um, interviewed a neuroscientist about the changes in our brain and we're talking about thermoregulation. And it made me think about, as I often will say to a client, you're in the fire, the whole point of being in the fire. And then I'm like, hang on a minute. We've got hot flushes and night sweats, uh, apparent, you know, yeah. uh, for some of us. Um, maybe the whole point of this is to burn away what isn't real. Oh, my Talked gosh. We literally that. were just talking about this. And I wanted to oh. ask you about this because mm-hmm. I love that you're working with perimenopause and menopause. I'm like, we have to talk about that. But yes, I yes. had just done uh, a convert. I taught a class this past week on it. And I read that mm-hmm. exact thing that symbolically hot flashes are burning away of our ego Mm -hmm. and our old personas so that we can, once we get to menopause, be purely in our intuition sort of wise and that women who've gone through the transition are at their most powerful, which is why the patriarchy shuns older women because they're so powerful, right? Mm -hmm. But that that the hot flashes are there to help us burn through all those layers of um, ego that we've built up. So it also makes me wonder like, gosh, if, yeah, is that also some people struggle more with hot flashes and is there, yes. you know, yeah. like, or like does the Later. inner work that you do prior to perimenopause, does that support yes. you in having less? I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Of course, there's, I don't think there's any science to back this up, but I don't know. Like I, I'm originally a biologist and I just think mother nature has her shit together. Like we don't have to second, like, I don't think we have to redesign this. I think there is a perfectly perfect reason why physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything it gets thrown up in the air potentially by perimenopause. And as you say, I think it does depend on, yeah, how much space and time you've been able to pay attention to your own needs and learn to connect to your heart. But yeah, I, I don't think that we have to second guess. I'm just yeah. like, this is right here, right where. And, you know, I think too, I would really love to contribute to rewriting the script of menopause being this horrible, like it's just automatically that, oh, she's hot flushing again and the eye yeah. roll and the whatever. And and I've been part of that. Like I, when I first started getting a little bit warm, I'd be like, oh, look out. Like, you know, it was 
over-dramatizing almost because I was kind of buying into that negative connotation. And I'm like, I'm in the fire. Like I am in the fire and I'm still freaking standing. And maybe Getting I have powerful to go to bed by the minute. Yeah. More powerful by the minute. I think that is so <laughs> true that we and we we there's a negative connotation, but there's also just we don't talk about it. We suffer silently. Yeah. And and maybe yeah, you'll that. get a That's glimpse ridiculous. like Yeah. And and so the I your connection to both of these, the midlife awakening and the menopause and perimenopause, mm-hmm. um, feels very tied together. And yeah, so I also absolutely. think the awakening is maybe not always something we're sharing with one another either, right? Because we're, See, yes. we're also awakening in secret. Mm. Exactly. So um, something that, so when I first started the podcast, what I wanted to do, because I'm obsessed with people's stories, I always have been. So I became a biologist because I wanted to know how we worked. And then I became aware of all of this, you know, the stories that we, the conditioning, et cetera. And so then I was obsessed with human behavior, but either way, it's all stories. When I first started the podcast, my intention was to share people's stories because I, exactly what you just said, Kate, I really feel strongly that we're not talking about this enough and we're not talking about how hard it can be when you're burning through the layers of your ego. And particularly if you're trying to do it in isolation Mm -hmm. and without a support crew of friends or, you know, professionals or whatever, like whatever that looks like for you. Um, but I actually just interviewed, I've got this beautiful friend, Jeannie, who I just reconnected to cause she just moved to near me and she is on the other side. So she's 61, I think. And I tell you what, we should all be sitting at the feet of the people on the other side because she just had so much freaking wisdom about how, wild and finally fucking free she feels for the first time in her life and how powerful she feels and how quiet she feels on the inside that I'm like, okay, there's a whole other series that's happening on the podcast. I'm going seeking the people on the other side. (laughs) Like I want to hear, I want to know the purpose behind all this being in the fire and being so uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes to really honoring women that have, that have gone before us that are, Exactly. That are living in uh, on the other side, like you said, because the wisdom is there, mm. and often we're with our own age groups and cohorts, kind of trying to fumble and figure it out. And the more we can rely on the wisdom of of yeah. women on the other side, is there's there's immense power in that. So Absolutely. you're right. I think I, I'm going to be excited to to listen to some of yeah. those stories. Yeah, We've got I, a couple on. I think as well. And, and they, they are, they're in a different place. I know. Um, when you did your one year episode and you were talking about the age, um, of your guests, I was like, I'm going to go in searching of the older. And so I've listened to a few of them and yeah, so much wisdom. And if we think about more, um, you know, less isolation in Western, in the Western world and the way we live now, we used to sit in circle. We used to have multi-generations. We used to learn from each other. And I think we need to bring that back because when we understand it's not just us, then we can go, oh, okay, you're a sister in the fire right alongside me. (laughs) I think the other thing I'd like to put into our pot of discussion here is just how shaped all of us are by the patriarchal systems that men can grow in their power and their prestige as they age, but women reach a certain age and suddenly they're silenced. 
and they're shut away. And I truly think that's because that's when they're most powerful. <laughs> but, um, you know, how, how we as women reaching those later ages or the women that are there, how can we build them up, honor them, interview them, yeah. sit at their feet and suck up their wisdom? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just like, just download all of that. Download, download it. it. I, I think actually that's something that that's the reason why I've been missing my dad so much because I grew up around older people. I love older people. Like my dad was 55. So when I was a teenager, he was 70. All of his friends were 70 and 80. So I feel very fortunate that I had that older person's wisdom. <clears throat> and what I wanted to be told the other day is it's all going to be okay. Like in, in only the way that a person who has got decades more like living and he used to say, and I, and this is what I kept saying to myself the other day, it's like, it'll all work out in the end. And if it hasn't worked out, it's not the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, so that's peaceful. Yeah. So I'll just sit here and cry and then it'll be the end sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I do think the wisdom piece and the years is so important that we, we honor. And, you know, we can reject what the patriarchy says. We can say yeah. women get more beautiful, more radiant, more wise, powerful. more powerful yeah. as they age. And I think that's what you're doing with your podcast, Kylie. And I think that's what we're trying to do, too, is like Absolutely. rewrite the narrative that we don't have yeah. to keep uh, just mindlessly going with these stories of how life should be based on patriarchy. And instead say, wait a second, there's another there's another narrative going on here that we'd prefer yeah. uh, exactly to be in. and women and uh, highlighting yeah, women right, right? Yeah. we don't yeah. need to wait for men to wake up to this we as no. women need to exactly wake up to this and be the ones um, championing one another and telling helping them tell their stories and share with one another mm. because uh, we, we we are the ones we've been waiting for which is one of my favorite sayings exactly. like it's we need to do that yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like Mel Robbins. No one else is coming. No, no. one else is coming. Nope. <laughs> so, I, I'm curious too. You're you are a champion of women. You're interviewing women of all ages, all different stories. Have you had any pushback? Like, have there been any women who are like, "What are you doing?" or what, "What's no. this whole podcast thing going on?" Okay, so it feels like no. full support. I I have. It's funny. I've, I've been getting a bit into human design lately. So, Which, by the way, I'm totally into. What I are you? Okay, so what are you? I'm a generator 3-5. Oh, and a 3-5's purpose is to try a lot of things in life and then report back to the collective and say, well, this didn't fucking work. Don't do that. And But also part of that is the status quo challenging piece. So a five is the questioner and I'm like, no, I don't accept. And so I just think because a lot of the people, because the podcast is only just new, like it's three and a bit months old. So the listeners that are listening and that I'm getting feedback from are the people that were connected to me in my first iteration of business. And they know me. I'm straight talking. I swear. Um, if I think that you're carrying on like a pork chop, I'm going to tell you, but I'm also very happy to listen to your opinion. <laughs> you know, like, so I've, I just think people are sick of listening to inauthentic crap. Like we're sick of being told, particularly in the coaching industry, I have the answer for you. I'm like, oh, you do not have the answer for me. How can you possibly have my answer? You can ask me high quality questions and help me lead to my answer. Yeah. Answers are here. You can't. Exactly. Yeah. Kate's pointing to her heart. Yeah, Yeah, I am. I actually, everyone can see me. They're inside. They're all inside of us. 
Of course they are. And they're different. We're not like long are the days when we can say a woman should look like this. I mean, uh, and I think it's perfectly timed also that the, the, gender conversations happening and the like there's all of these things where lines are being blurred as they should be because we're all individuals and trying to fit into someone else's box is a sure way of being really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and angry or sad or depressed or whatever like whatever that you know the imbalance turns up um to be and um i just think enough like Yeah. yeah so i haven't had any pushback i it's interesting i haven't even thought about it Oh, I love it. Yeah. I just well, let's just positive. erase yeah. that um, question that there's been yeah, no, no pushback, no. right? <laughs> but I love I'll just that say, it's been, not my story. I love that's been full support, that there's been full support. Yeah. Like you're you're hearing and feeling that like, yeah, people want to, women want to hear this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And we, we want to learn from each other. And if it means that, you know, you can put a podcast in your ears when you're feeling like you need a bit of inspiration and go for a walk. Okay, that's the power of podcasting. Isn't it amazing that we can yes. just pop into our ears any source of inspiration or education or fun or whatever like I just think that's such a gift it's <laughs> powerful it is powerful yeah. and it feels like yeah. it feels like friends having a conversation often yeah. and I, I'm like I just want to be part of that discussion or conversation and yeah, yeah and it, it's immediate it's like an immediate yeah. download of yeah, yeah. exactly so and I want to know, Kylie, mm. you've had so yeah. many great topics and I'm, you've talked about boundaries. You've talked about perfectionism, binge eating, resilience, plant medicine. I mean, there's all kinds of things that um, yeah. you know, we've talked about or love talking about. But I'm curious, is there one particular topic that really shifted you or, you know, like really stands out for you? Like, you know, we did our year end. The these are mm. this is the, the one that I really remembered. Is there one that seems to have really spoken deeply to you? I feel, and this is a bit about my journey through medical science as well, that the key is when we realize that every single aspect of life, every word, every environment, every connection we have adds up to how we feel. And when we realize that and take radical responsibility for that and Mm. for curating those things for us. And like I said before, I have this really clear awareness that my resources at the moment in the messy middle, in the cocoon, are maybe just a little bit less robust than what they have been. And so I think when I'm talking to women and they're feeling like overwhelmed or stretched or whatever, I'm like, where are you investing your precious resources? Mm. Like, where are you putting your love and your time and your energy? And so often it's not in ourselves. And I think that, yeah, understanding that everything we do and that our mind and our body and our souls all connected, like the first half of my life, I was very, very neck up, you know, <laughs> neck up type of, um, you know, medical scientist, very logical, blah, blah, blah. And then, I don't know, I, I found I found yoga and I started to feel in my body. And I think that changes everything that to me yeah. t- completely, completely. I didn't even know that I had the body. I don't Most think people that I don't, you know, <laughs> no. just carrying it around, no. just living from the neck up. I, I honestly yeah, exactly. believe that. I think most people yeah. that don't have an embodied practice, we don't even know we, yes. we're in a body because no, we're just exactly. living in our headspace. And then we don't get that feedback, right? Like right. when well, I was in, yeah, sorry. No, just answers. The answers live yeah. there. And yeah, exactly. We're, we're basically disconnected to the answers. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, well, we can never, ever feel fulfilled. We can never deliver our gift to the world. We can never be part of the matrix. That's the magic. That is this experience that we're having. So yeah, I just, I just think to me, that was the key for me, but also for a lot of women that, yeah, if they, if they come to me and they're, you know, you can tell you say it's all, I think I, you know, this is what I believe. Like it's all head stuff. And it's like, but how do you feel? What? What do you actually want? What? What do you truly desire? I beg your pardon. Can I have desires? No, what does your I'm heart say to that, you, right? It's possible? like, yeah. 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 Like what's what's tapping on your shoulder or yelling in your ear, depending on, you know, how long you've ignored her. Um, yeah, I think that's the gift of the integration of mind, body, soul, but also where are you investing your, like just be so reverent of your resources because, mm. Yeah, maybe, you know, I'm hoping that on the other side, I'll feel like, ta-da, I'm back with full energy and I've got so much more juice um, to share. But right now I actually don't. So, yeah, just being really reverent of that and trusting Mother Nature because I'm like, we're being forced to slow down. We're being forced to turn inwards. We're Mm -hmm. being forced to not overdo for everyone else because we can't anymore, or for me anyway. So, yeah, I think there's beauty in that integration piece. Do you... Have you found in, in Australia that some of the younger women, the younger generation is, is on a better track with this, that they are, they are picking up on the importance of mind, body, spirit at a younger age, that there's more of an, an awakening that happens younger than it did for our generation? I think it depends on the environment you've grown up in. I think like my, I've got two daughters who are 17 and 18 and they they were schooled at a barefoot Buddhist school. They've you know they were taught how to meditate. I don't know grade three or something. Um, and we've always you know eaten well and all of those things. And I've always talked about how does it feel like you know my one of my my older daughter is trying to decide between two sort of pathways for herself at the moment and two sort of roles. And I'm like, but how does it feel? Like go and actually go to the trial days and just feel how it feels. Like your body will know whether you're meant to be there or not. So I think if you've got that filter of being brought up, but even then, you know, they still, you know, go and eat KFC or McDonald's. And like, <laughs> I'm not saying that, like, I'm certainly not saying I'm the perfect parent. I'm certainly not saying that they're, you know, completely connected, but I do believe that they have that anchor, that they do understand that, how much sleep they're getting, you know, the time with their friends, um, satisfaction in work or study or whatever, um, and the environment that you're choosing for yourself does contribute to how you're feeling. So if you're feeling not how you want to feel, and I've always taught them, well, my husband and I've always taught them, like, what what do you need right now? Mm. You know, and if we could maybe, hopefully, if we can help that generation ask that question sooner than they thought it. But as we're saying, maybe it's just not the design that they're waking yet. (laughs) So, yeah, I think, I think it's changing. I do, I don't know, the skeptic in me um, with the social media influences and things where it's like to be healthy, you have to have five green juices a day. That type of stuff really um, frustrates me because I'm like, there is no one size fits all. You still have to, you go and try the five green juices, but how do you feel? Does your body feel well after that? Does it not? Maybe it does now. Maybe it doesn't in five months time. So I, it, it, it mildly concerns me that the influencer age, mm-hmm. um, 
can have too much sway on younger people. But, you know, I think as they get older, they'll realize, won't they? So yeah, it's a long, long-winded answer to maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have daughters. So I hope we talk so. about that. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I do. I think we've talked about the social media piece. How much is coming at them, and how much mm. external uh, comparison and everything that we didn't have. Yeah, and at the same time, I think they have more role models in women, hopefully yes. as us as mothers and those of us that are uh, that are doing this work that they're mm. we're modeling that. Yes. Um, whether they're ready for it or not, there's at least we're, you know, I think every generation gets better at, at modeling. Yeah, absolutely. Modeling this, and they've but... got a reference point then, right? So mm-hmm. even if they do get lost in the sea of lots of messaging, I don't know. I always talk about anchors. If they have the anchor of the strong, the strong women who don't buy into that version of, you know, being perfect. Um, and I think we are having better discussions about, body image and you know not being obsessive about diet although there is still definitely a lot of the other as well what would you hope um that you have a 17 18 year old daughter what would you hope um your work doing this podcast and interviewing women who are really sort of burning through their own fears what is it changing your daughters or what's your hope that is this work going to somehow impact them or are you I'm not thinking that little, far down the line yet? No, no. I'm just having a little giggle because um, my younger daughter's boyfriend, um, he works on a mine site. And so he, I didn't know this about him. He's very quiet. He's a beautiful man. And um, he works on a mine site. And because he's in a machine all day, he listens to podcasts a lot. <laughs> and Cleo came home the other day and said, Mum, um, I've just got a little tip so, oh yeah, and uh, he'd actually given her feedback on how I can improve my audio quality. So he listens to my oh, show. Wow, that's <laughs> and I was amazing. just like, that's really cool because maybe part of the change that we're creating is the fact that there's just information out there that if you are a curious young person of whatever gender, you can find it. That you can tap into different voices to what you've been brought up with and maybe turn the tide. And I think for my girls, I don't know. They've grown up with me, I think, the status quo challenging. We've always raised them to um, really trust their own agency. And particularly with my younger daughter, uh, she's been tricky to parent because she has been very, very clear on what who she is and what she wants from, like, two, <laughs> I think. <laughs> like, it very, this is, you know, and... So there's been that funny sort of balance of like, oh, yeah, I meant trust yourself, but not don't listen to me. So so (laughs) you can't have it both ways, mama. (laughs) That is always the battle, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? But they're beautiful. I I just think they're, I think that they have a chance to actually learn that their needs and their desires and their wants are important way earlier than what I did. Yeah. It's beautiful. Definitely. So mm. we have a couple final questions. We always end with a certain question. Kate, I'm going to have you pull that up. Yep, um, but I do want to know if you did have just a couple key points of advice for that woman going through that perimenopause, menopause, that this fabulous transitional piece, what what are the things that you would love to shout from the mountaintop? You know, yeah. like what do you want to share with this particular group? I would say I'm actually in the middle of writing 
I started to write something that was supposed to be about a five page sort of guide to the, you know, self-care, like simple, straight talking self-care for the perimenopausal woman. It's 35 pages so far and I'm still going. <laughs> so that will be available on Valentine's day. Um, I was just thinking that, you know, be your own Valentine. I think if I had to break it down, your mind and your body and your soul are always talking to you, your feelings as in emotional landscape, but also your physical health and vitality and, you know, feeling of freedom or stuckness. They're all just signposts. And if you're feeling in any way stuck or disconnected or unfulfilled, um, there's wisdom inside of you and you just have to sit and be brave enough (laughs) to ask what's here for me. What are you trying to tell me? You know, when I was in corporate, I constantly had a locked up neck. Of course I had a locked up neck. I'm a freedom seeking entrepreneur status quo (laughs) challenger. And I'm in an open office with 40 people around me coming at me from behind saying, Kylie, can you, and I'm like, of course. So, you know, we could make that neck pain, but it's protection. It's you're out of whack. You're, you know, so just ask. I bet it's gone now, isn't it, Kylie? Of course it is. Of course it is. Mm. Now the body works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's wisdom in the inside, and and I the other thing that I would say, and I alluded to before, is no. You know, if if you're feeling, um, is the statistics show us that about twenty percent of people just sail through perimenopause? I haven't met one yet, but anyway, I know um, who are those women. I want to. Yeah, know. exactly. Please show yourselves. <laughs> Um, and then 20% have like life altering, you know, symptoms, like things that will challenge their sleep enough or their work life enough or their relationships or their sense of self that they, you know, definitely need external support. And then the 60 of us, 60% of us in between, I think really listening to what your body's saying, but also looking at how you're taking care of yourself. Actually the brain, um, the neuroscientist, um, her name is Dr. Sarah Mackay. And um, she wrote a book about the women's brain, which is amazing. But she says it the best because we're talking about protecting yourself from, um, you know, age-related, so dementia and, you know, the um, neurobiology around mood, et cetera, as we age, so past when our estrogen drops. And um, she said it best. She's like, if you haven't already, it's time to pull up your big girl panties and actually take care of yourself. Mm. And I'm like, well, mic drop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, like. Sums it up it's well. It's time to, to take care of yourself. Be, yeah. And on some level, I think we all know. We all know exactly yeah, what we course. need to do to take care of ourselves. Of course we do. We just haven't um, committed yeah. to it, perhaps. Yeah. But yeah. we all know. Or maybe we don't know where to start, or, you know, maybe we're stuck with the story of that's not available to us, but um, it is. It is. You're, I, I, you know, my biggest anchor belief for myself and everyone else is our birthright is to feel calm and connected and yeah part of the magic of this world and if you don't feel like that it just means that you've taken a little bit of a wrong turn somewhere um but it's all healable it's all fixable it's all solvable um but gently and with time yeah beautiful that is a beautiful outlook Mm. so we want to ask you kind of this final question and get um, your answer to this. So in the infamous book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, which I know you're yeah. aware of. Yes, I um, know. 
uh, Dr. Clarissa Pincola Estes talks about, there are a few precious doors into the world of the wild woman. And we knew from the name of your podcast, but we certainly knew after this interview <laughs> that you are a wild woman. So if it you exudes have, off of her, yes, it does <laughs> through right you. through the screen. I feel it halfway across the world. <laughs> if you have a deep scar, that is a door. If you have an old, old story, that is a door. And if you love the sky and water so much, you can almost not bear it. That is a door. And if you yearn for a deeper life, a full life and a sane life, that is a door. So Kylie, which door do you think you took into your life as a wild woman? Oh, it's hard to pick for me, but the fact that when you sent me that question, I cried when you sent it about the beauty of the sky sometimes. I'm going to say that one. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think we just live in such a beautiful time and space and we can have these beautiful conversations. And, yeah, sometimes it's all I can do not to just cry in gratitude for yeah. all of it. Yeah. Make myself cry again. Jeez. <laughs> Yay. We yeah. love cry. We love yeah. tears. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your wisdom and um, our connection that we, you know, and I think so there's cool. a beautiful message in you just reaching out. So when you see another woman that is, is you, you feel a connection to reach out. I think that's a message for all of us to continue to, Absolutely. to do that yeah. because connection is such such a key part to all of us rising into our full potential. Um, So thank you for that. Yeah. And we would love for you to tell our listeners where they can find you and where to find your podcast and all the beautiful programs that you offer, Kylie. Thank you. Um, So you can find me online. I'm at kyliepatchett.com.au. And that's the home of the podcast, but it's got links to everything else as well. And, um, yeah, that the guy that I talked about will be out February fourteenth, but I've got the uh, little box up ready to go. It was supposed to be due out today, and I just kept on writing. <laughs> and and the the point of that, um, I wrote my first book was about holistic healthcare principles for women, and it was back when I was like a thirty something. We'd moved to the states after my dad died, and blah blah blah. And it's the same. Like when I was in the fire the other day, I was like, oh, hang on a minute, it's the same stuff. I've been staying up late. I haven't connected to friends. I haven't been drinking enough water. I've got a sore hip, so I haven't been doing my movement. It's like it's all the same stuff. So I'm kind of re not re not rewriting the book. It's not that big, but coming home to this is the stuff that you can do for yourself just to take care of yourself whilst you're in the fire. Yeah, so Beautiful. it's um it's exciting. I think probably end up being a book, but anyway. <laughs> We will Thank look you. for that. Okay. Well, let's for sure keep in touch. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so it's so much beautiful for to me. know the, this sort of wild woman phenomenon yes. is um, sort of swirling, uh, yeah. connecting through the, you know, across countries, across the planet. So it feels really inspiring to me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's been so beautiful. What a lovely way to start my weekend. Yeah. So Us too. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Today's episode is sponsored by Kate Moreland Coaching and Heartland Yoga. As a coach, I am an advocate for authenticity and well-being for individuals, organizations, and communities. Through my coaching work, I like to help you connect to your authenticity. Whether you're an individual, a leader, or an organization, your creative power lies in your authenticity. Doing the work to understand your strengths and acknowledge the patterns and rocks that are in your way is the path to well-being. Whether it's your career or your relationship with yourself or others, Transformative change begins within.
You can reach me at katemorlandcoaching.com. Heartland Yoga has been in business for nearly 15 years. I founded this studio with the intention for it to be a safe place where people could come and heal. I also knew that I wanted a business that fostered community and connection. So if you are looking to deepen your yoga practice, heal from physical, emotional, mental wounds, or simply connect with people who are like-minded, Heartland Yoga is a place that we would love to welcome you into, whether it's online or in person. You can find out more information at www.heartlandyoga.com. And now the amazing singer-songwriter, Lissy Morris with Wild West. Thanks for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week. Safety.